Hello, welcome to Garibald Red ahead of Nottingham Forest facing Everton in the Premier League on Saturday in a week where Steve Cooper's been in the spotlight but has the backing of Evangelos Marinakis as we find ourselves in familiar territory. Joining to discuss the manager, team selection and tactics are, first of all, Reds fan Mikey Clark. Christmas jumper number three, Mikey, how are you doing? It is, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. It's a forest one, if people can see. It's one of the old ones with forest ground at the bottom. But yes, I'm, I'm great. hope everyone else is. Good, good, good to have you with us. And also, rushing back from the line of duty to finish her tuna bake is Emily Anderson. Emily, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Not at all rushed or stressed. Very happy. I've just presented um, East Midlands Today on BBC One and have just walked through the door. But it's fine. I've eaten. I'm happy. Well, it's good of you to dash through the door. It's good of Nick to make his special dinner and uh, we shall kick off. Uh, do stay with us, by the way. Greg's going to join us later and stay with us till the end. We've got an announcement. But in the meantime, we should discuss the game. Uh, Emily, how are you feeling about this one? You're optimistic about uh, Brighton. We know how that went. How are you feeling about Everton? Yeah, that um, bit me in the bum, didn't it? In the 94th minute against Brighton, do you know I said I'd take a draw? I, I would have taken a draw. <laughs> really nervous about Saturday. I, I haven't felt like this all season and I feel like there's an awful lot riding on this game for many reasons. Obviously um, worried about Cooper if we lose, um, obviously worried about fans reaction if we lose. Everton are a tough team anyway. We saw that last season didn't we because um, we didn't really get much out of them in both games and I think at the moment they have played well so far this season. They've got the points deduction so I feel like they're going to have a point to prove. It's almost like they'll say, we've got nothing to lose, so let's go for it. Sean Dyche has got them playing really well. They can score goals. Um, so I go into this game hoping, hoping, hoping that the forest that turned up against Villa turns up on Saturday. But I, for the first time, I feel very anxious about it and I'm not looking forward to it. You've muted yourself, Matt. Muted myself. I just had a thing on my computer, ever so annoying, saying Chrome will relaunch in 40 minutes. So this podcast will be 40 minutes long, otherwise it <laughs> might the feed. So, uh, yes, sorry about that, but it's still 40 That's minutes right. is fine. Plenty to squeeze on. Mikey, thoughts on the game as we now condense this show? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit opposite, actually, um, than Emily. I think, um, I think there was enough... At Brighton, even though we we're all disappointed coming away from that, we did, we did push. It was slightly disappointing, of course, not to come away with anything. But I've had a bit of chance just to uh, sort of take a step back and have a look. And I have watched a lot of Everton this year, and, and they can be beaten. They can be got at. They play two basically banks of four, which means they're only going to have two in midfield, which allows us maybe to do something interesting, which I'm sure we'll come into when I look at tactics. Um, but I'm really positive. There's a few reasons for this. One, because I don't think we're far off. Um, number two, it's half past five on a Saturday. So the crowd's going to be up for it. And it's the atmosphere is going to be raucous. Um, and like I said, we're not too far off. So as long as we start on the front four, and they are literally old school, two banks of four with two wingers, we can press them in, we can find space, and we can really, really hurt them. You know, Callum Woodson and is going to have another week of training. Um, you've got um, numerous options now in midfield. Hopefully, Sangar is back. And I'm just really positive. I honestly think if we start fast, they won't know what's hit them. And I think we could we could really have a really special day on Saturday. I've got my mindset there at the moment. I think what, what, what we can't do is just be nervous and sit back because we'll lose. We just need to be positive and have a go and go for it. 
Go on, Emily. No, I was going to say, I think they, no, I was, I was putting my hand up, I was doing fingers crossed. I think they need you in the dressing room, not me, because I'm very nervous, sit back, rah, don't make a mistake. Whereas actually, you're absolutely right, Mikey, we need to go into it thinking we can win it. Yeah, I think we need to be positive, because the worry is if we sit back and allow them to load crosses into the box and force corners, then we've got a big problem because we haven't been able to defend our box. So I think our best way of going about the game is to, to get at them. Before we discuss tactics and team selection, obviously there's uh, you know we went into this week saying there's pressure on Steve Cooper and he needs results soon. Um, there was a story in the Telegraph last night saying that uh, Evangelos Maranakis has the full you know the full support behind Steve Cooper, but results need to improve soon. So in one sense it's good because it's not saying he's got a win on Saturday or he could be out. But on the other hand, Emily. Does it change too much? Because every manager needs to get results. How, how do you view that situation? Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. I think I'm more impressed with Steve Cooper's stance today because he had his pre-match press conference and he basically said, you're going to have to kick him, drag him out the door kicking and screaming. Um, we know how much he loves Forrest. And I think Marinakis, he's very ambitious. We know he's ambitious. Of course he is. He wants us to be a back in Europe he wants us to be fighting for trophies but equally I think he knows that yes there are rumblings and grumblings about performances and some people laying the blame at Cooper's feet I think he also knows that the majority of the fan base are behind Cooper I saw a really fantastic um, tweet on X or whatever it's called now um, from a fan and I won't use the exact language because it was quite explicit but he basically said we have waited 23 years for Cooper have some patience. We will regret it if Maranakis gets rid of him and go for someone else. Have some patience. We know he can do the job. He's learning every day. He's a relatively new manager. And I've said it so many times, I'm boring myself. He has done more for this club than I can remember, really. So just have some patience. And I think, yeah, it, it is a slight worry that Maranakis has said we support him, but the results need to improve, i.e., if the don't we will give you the chop but I just I just think Cooper can turn it around because that's just him isn't it I think it's a situation where we've been here before Mikey I think it was after Leeds last season or going into Leeds last season away where we lost and the same sort of message was put out and it was interesting what Steve Cooper said today wasn't it I think it was to Radio Nottingham I listened to saying you know like Emily said drag me out of here kicking and screaming I think there was a quote in the in the post saying um the club deserves a manager who cares about it as much as I do. Those are good words, aren't they, going into a game like this? Yeah, Steve Cooper's very clever. He's a media master, isn't he? So so he knows the pressure's on again, as it usually is at this time of season. So um, he, he also understands the city, understands the fan base, and he knows that with comments like that, everybody will get behind him. And that's why I think the ground on, on Saturday will be back to its best, raucous, because everybody's desperate for him to do well, desperate for the team to do well. I also think that the cynic in me, so this little pot of my brain, is saying that is these press releases are sort of Mar Maranaki's kind of testing the water, just gauging fans' responses, perhaps, for a decision that he may make in a few weeks if things don't improve. Um, but I think he'll get his answer on Saturday, because like I said, I think I think it will be raucous, and I think... I think um, I think we're in room for a good evening. That's what I think. So I think Cooper knows it. He knows how to play it. He'll thrive off it. He's come through the last few tests that he has. He kept us up. And I think he's the man to push us forward. So let's just be really, really positive. But I don't think it will worry him 
too much. You know, it, it comes with pressure. Like Emily said, you know, we've got an owner who is incredibly ambitious, just as we all are. Every single fan wants to get back into Europe and back into the top half and not be overlooking, worrying, worrying about, you know, what could happen in terms of relegation. And the sooner we get there, the better. But then if we do, it will be what's the next challenge and what's the next challenge. So this will never really end until either we've reached our peak or we just win everything <laughs> and he wants a different challenge. So it's just, it's part and parcel of the job. He gets it. But like I said, he knows how to galvanise these fans. And I'm telling you that that ground's going to be up for it on Saturday. And, and these little comments just help stoke, stoke the fire of the fans, I think. That's where my head's at. Um, let's look at our tactics and lineups, and it will inform us with a few uh, names as ever. There's a bit of team news. Obviously, um, I suppose we should talk about Sangare before we discuss um, our teams. Uh, he's kind of, I would say, he's less than 50% likely to play. Cooper said he's missed training all week until today, and he's not in full training. So I would imagine that he's going to be out. I'm padding because I've only put two of the lineups in. And there's the third one loading. Okay, we shall start with uh, Emily's. I think I shall read it out as ever. So um, this is for people on iTunes and Spotify, obviously. Vlacodemos in goal, a back four of Aina, Bolly, Murillo, Toffolo. Three in midfield, Mangala, Sangare, Dominguez, Gibbs, White, Alanga and Wood up front. So um, before, just talk through it in general, Emily, and say who you would put in for Sangare if he's not available. Yeah, I'm sticking with the back four. I know there were questions after the Brighton game as whether we need to go back to a back five. But I think the back four, yes, we have had a few problems with it, but I quite like it. And the reason I've stuck Bolly in because of Neocarte is for his height and his heading, really, because on defending crosses, we've been woeful, haven't we? We need someone like Bolly, I think, in the back four. Toffolo, Murillo and Aina sort of pick themselves, Murillo and Toffolo particularly. Um, Dominguez and Mangala and Sangari would have been my favoured three, but if Sangare is looking unlikely, I guess for me, you either bring Danilo, I've only just found out about Sangare, so I'm sort of thinking off the top of my head, you either bring Danilo in there or maybe you bring in Callum Hudson-Odoi, stick him on the right and then Gibbs White can maybe move more into the centre. Chris Wood um, hopefully might get some service on Saturday and Alanga I think is one of our most informed players at the moment. You broke out a little bit. You might have said the right name, Ryan Yates, or not there. I don't know. Would Yates come in for you? Uh, no, sorry. I said I'd probably um, bring in Callum Hudson-Odoi and yeah. move Gibbs White more into the centre. Hudson-Odoi off the right, I think, is how I would probably do it without Sangare. Um, Yates is always a good super sub, isn't he? Very good. Uh, is Niakate unlucky or do you think that actually on balance of recent performances, he probably deserves to drop out? I, I mean, he's been OK, but I just think we've missed Bolly's, we've missed Bolly's heading ability. He's a great defender. He, he kind of does that old fashioned defending that we need. And I think against Everton, Mikey mentioned it recently that Everton are going to be whipping those crosses into the box. We need him there to defend them. Let's go. Uh, we'll go on to Mikey's team now, which I called Emily's. Uh, that's why there was some confusion. I unloaded the wrong one as well. So this team could be anything, but I'll read it out uh, for people who are listening, not viewing, and then come to Mikey. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Vlacodemos in goal, Aina, Bolly, Murillo and Toffolo across the back. Uh, Sangare and Mangala holding, and then three of uh, Hudson-Odoi, Gibbs-White and Elanga in behind Chris Wood. 
I mean, you spoke at the start there, Mikey, about getting at them and being positive. This is kind of the most positive iteration of Forest we could see, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I know my role on, on, on this uh, podcast, which is I'm the sort of pessimistic, bring people down to earth one. But even I'm thinking we should actually go for it on Saturday. And this team is is uh, set accordingly to that. So I'll just go through it quickly. I've gone for the same back four as Emily. I think it's Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a unit. So Willy Bolly can have physical battles with him all day and you can have Murillo sweeping up in behind. And there will be times the way they play with their two wingers. I think it's McNeil and the lad from Leeds, Harrison, I think, yeah. where they just get it wide and get it in the box now. And like Emily says, you want the one, I would say, natural head and kick it defender that we've got, Willie Bolly. I think this is his type of game, so I'd restore him. Um, I think where I, where I differ from Emily's team is obviously the shape in midfield. Um, if Sangare isn't fit to start, I think you'd probably bring in Dominguez and play Dominguez and Mangala sitting. And if you remember what I said at the start around their flat four, it is a flat four if you watch them. So that's why I think freeing up Gibbs White to play in between their midfield line and their defensive line could be the key to winning the game. Get him in his best position, get him on the half turn, and then when he looks up, he's got three to hit. He's got Alanga on the left, he's got Callum Hudson on the right, and he's got the big man Chris Wood up front. That, if you play that way for 70, 75 minutes, will create chances. And if we're clinical fingers crossed we'll be in the lead at that point. And then you've got to remember that hudson Adoy probably won't last the game. That's when maybe you go to a three-man midfield, you bring Ryan Yates on. You maybe even change the shape if they stick, stick another striker up front and bring another centre-back on. But I do think the first two-thirds of that game is where we can win it. And by doing that, I think we should be positive, get Gibbs White in that position that he desperately wants to play. Now, not many teams play a flat four in midfield. They always play a three or they play two sitting. You can never find that space in between. Everton do. Trust me, they do. So this is the ideal game at home under the lights. Get Gibbs White on the ball. I'm telling you, there is, there is, that's the way to win this football game. Uh, just dipping into the comments, a couple of people saying about Ryan Yates. I mean, given the nature of this game, uh, it's going to be a battle, I think. It feels like if you're going to pick Ryan Yates in any game, it's probably this one. But do you see him starting, Emily, or do you still think Steve Cooper will back what's you know done relatively well in midfield before? I think if he hasn't got Sangare particularly to call on, I, I can see him going for Mikey's positive attacking formation. Um, I really like that. And um, I think we could cause them some real, real problems there. But having said that, yeah, we know from last season, don't we, it's going to be a bit of a boxing match on Saturday. It ain't going to be pretty and maybe Ryan Yates is the sort of man we need to stir things up in the midfield and maybe, um, yeah, we all know what he can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done 18 that I'll come on to. I can't remember if Ryan Yates in it, but there's definitely a good case to play him in it. Another name yeah. that's mentioned, Mikey, is uh, Origi. This was too static. I thought, I said this on the podcast on Monday. I mean, I've not seen anything from Origi yet. I didn't see anything particularly on um, uh, on Saturday from him. Uh, would you bring him in? Is your mic working, Mikey? Yeah, don't worry. I'm just having just a slight issue. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unplug and plug my mouse back in. Um, would I bring him in? I, I understand um, what I was saying there around him, him being too static, and I, and I get that. It's never really a strength of his game. 
there is an argument and i did weigh this one up in my head if you're going to go with the three behind the one um to have a Rigi run, running in so it could be a game where he comes in um i just think he'll go with tried and tested just for this game just for 60 65 minutes um it then wouldn't surprise me if Rigi features quite heavily off the bench but like i said i wouldn't be i wouldn't be uh, averse to to starting him that's what he wants to do but I don't think I'd start him in if we're going with a three in midfield, so the four three three. I think you need somebody that can play with his back to goal to then bring in Alanga and Hudson Adoy or Gibbs White or whoever it is on the right hand side. But I think if you're playing um the four two three one with one in behind, kind of does make sense a little bit to play Rigi. So I did go a bit fifty fifty on that. I just think he'll go with tried and tested. And going back to your uh, Yates thing, Yates will have a part to play on Saturday, no doubt. Either he starts and rouse him up or he's the man to bring on after 60, 65 minutes to either flip the game or see the game out. But he will definitely feature on Saturday. I'll be, I'll be stunned if he doesn't. Yeah, I think he's he's most likely first sub off the bench along with, I still say, Origi. I think Wood starts. I, I, I think Wood's done okay. I don't think he was too bad on Saturday. He, he dropped very deep to try and get the ball, but I don't mind that. We need to be better with the ball and get him higher up the pitch in turn. Mm. That was a... That was we're, yeah, we're not set up for him often as well. But I actually think if we do go more attacking and we can get those crosses in for him to get on the end of, it might be the sort of game that he can do really well. I think I feel like Wood gets a bit of a hard time, actually, because he he, he hasn't been getting the service. He's he's an out and out striker, so we need to get those balls into him. So hopefully we can do that. Yeah, he didn't miss any chances against Brighton. He didn't get any. Yeah, he missed chances against Luton, but he got two goals, so you take that yeah. all very long. So, yeah, I judge him on that. I didn't think his link-up play was terrible. He's just, as we said before, such a big drop-off from Tywo that it really stands out when Chris Wood's in the team. Another name, that uh, I see Drew's mentioned in the comments here, uh, half-fit Felipe. I mean, I don't think he's even half-fit, Mikey. He's not even played a 23s game yet. And with the volume of games we've got coming up over Christmas, I don't... I don't think we see him until January at the earliest now, maybe the FA Cup third round even or something like that. I think you're probably right. It's such a shame, isn't he? Because we know how good a player he is, but he, he obviously has, has has a few issues. Somebody told me, I might have said this on the podcast before, before we kicked the ball this season, that Felipe's knee injury wasn't good and a bit worse than what was being let on. You know, we're coming up to Christmas and he's he's not kicked the ball, apart from mm. about an hour with the 23s and then he disappeared again. So... Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to work his way back, but there's no there's no doubt in his quality. And if he was fit, you know, there's a strong argument that he should be should be starting. But I just think he's he's obviously nowhere near. But I'd love to see him back in the new year because you know we've got a lot of games over this Christmas and New Year period. You've got the Afcon as well. You know, we're going to be a little bit depleted. To get Felipe back in in any sort of form would be a huge bonus for us. So it's a shame that isn't it? You forget how good a player he is, but he's, he's not kicked a ball. This season, just you pair him with Murillo. I guess you drop any Akati or Bolle, wouldn't it? Bring him I think in. I would. Murillo, I th- so his ex- I th- I think I would. Yeah, yeah, exper- yeah. Ex- experience and youth as well. So, um, and they're both Brazilian, right? I just made that. Um, no. so that's right. So, um, there's, there's an argument to say that as well that uh, football is a universal language, but um, they'd be great together, wouldn't they? That's exciting. Yeah. That's perfect, yeah, people so. put it. People pointing out in the comments, he has been training, but he's not even made a bench yet. I think he surely would have been on the bench to come on for 15 minutes at the end of a game or something. But he's definitely in our top two centre-halves when fully fit for me. Uh, Someone asked about Serge Aurier in the comments. I mean, not for me at the moment, personally. I think Olerena 
has had a, he had a bit of a duff game against Brighton, but generally he's been very good. And I don't think yeah. Harry Toffolo's done anything wrong. Pretty defensively solid. And I liked his set pieces as well at the weekend. It was a good bit of uh, variation. So I wouldn't be changing that. Let's just put up one other quick lineup before Greg joins us in a few minutes. Uh, this isn't the team I'd pick particularly, but it is, is that kind of viable alternative with three at the back, which I think people are going to hate, but I'll read it out as a possible option. Uh, Vlacodemos in goal, Niakate, Bolly, Murillo across a three at the back. Aina and Toffolo as wing-backs. They can't be full-backs. They've got to be wing-backs if we're going to play this way. Mangala and Dominguez, because I'm assuming Sangare is not fit. Uh, Gibbs, White, Elanga and Wood as sort of a 3-4-3. So you're, you're sacrificing a midfield player for a, a central defender there and getting Willie Bolly back in the team to deal with the kind of Everton aerial arsenal. Emily, do you hate it or can you see an argument for it? I'm not keen on it. I'd be really disappointed if that's the team that was coming out, but I, I get it because it's quite safe, isn't it? And maybe, I don't know, I don't like it. <laughs> Mikey, any merit I'm there? Trying, I'm trying. <laughs> um, I think um, if we, if at any point on Saturday, that's on the football pitch. It means we're winning 1-0 and we're holding on for dear life. It, that's what that means. So it probably means they're getting a load of crosses in and we're trying desperately to protect a lead. And mm. you could probably you could probably even go more defensive than that and take a langer off um, and have Chris um, Chris Wood and Gibbs White in behind and then bring on Ryan Yates and do the whole 5-3-1-1. But like I said, if at any point we play anything like that, then I think we're just hanging on. But... If you said to me, do you know what, we're going to end the game that way, that says to me we're winning. <laughs> so I'd probably take it in a weird way. True. Just on finally on the game, before we bring Greg in, he must be freezing at the nav. I can see him in the background here. Um, the table, Emily, Everton four points, us 13 points. So it could, we could open up a really good gap on them if we can win. And it would push us up to around that kind of 12th place bracket where we realistically can be. It feels like a big game, doesn't it, regardless of the kind of managerial situation we alluded to at the start? Yeah, it could just give us a little bit more breathing space from from that bottom um, clump of teams. But I'm trying really hard not to look at permutations because I've done that for the last four or five weeks and dreamt of the top half of the table and then it's come crashing down uh, in front of me. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be great. I mean... I always say even a point in the Premier League is fantastic. Every point we get is another point towards safety and then a point towards climbing up the table. Um, if we can get three points on Saturday, I mean, that's huge. I know um, Fletcher said before when he's on that we shouldn't put so much on, we shouldn't put so much on each game. But I, I really think this is a game that we need to get something out of it for, for everyone's um for everyone's sake, for the fans, the players, the club, the manager, I think everyone will feel great on Saturday night if, if we come away from the city ground under the lights with three points and fire ourselves at the table, hopefully if results go our way elsewhere. Yeah, I, I, I'll add to that, actually. There are times in a season, I get what Fletcher's saying, I, I do agree with him, but there are times in a season where you just know it's a big game. You just know. You can't necessarily put your finger on it, but you can sense it and you can smell it and you just know that this is a big pivotal checkpoint in the season and like you said mm -hmm. Emily if we win results go through for us we get to mid-table we've then got full and away chance of something there so you just know it's a big game and everyone can feel it and with the things going around about Cooper there's just a lot, lot of things going on but we just know that a good performance over 90 100 minutes and that city will be buzzing on Saturday night and everybody will be looking forward 
rather than worrying what's over the shoulder. It just feels big, doesn't it? I think everybody, everyone I've spoke to this week says big game Saturday. We don't always say that, but this feels big. Mm. And don't get me wrong, we, we, you know, I feel like I've been quite negative tonight, but if we play to our ability on the day, we have got the personnel to do one on Everton. We've got the personnel to absolutely knock them aside. I just hope we do. I just really hope we do. And I've got everything crossed. Yeah, well, we're two away games to come. You know, it changes the dynamic massively, as Mikey says. Let's add Greg in because he must be absolutely freezing. You're muted. I'm muted. Hello, mate. I've just been listening. Yeah, I've just been listening to Emily saying she's been negative, so I'm here to change all that. Good. (laughs) Where are you? Negative for me. I'm still, I'm still happy and smiling. You've got a very carefully placed product placement there by someone we're not sponsored by. How are you? I'm uh, I'm freezing. I'm at the Trent Nav pub quiz that was organised way before this. So uh, we are. We, the only thing we've got right, I think, is our team name, which is worst team in history, which is absolutely what we're going to be tonight. Well, so we're not doing one well. Of the, one of the numbers <laughs> abandoned them to go and do a podcast. Yeah, there's only there's only two left now. We've been doing terrible, really bad. <laughs> Um, how are you feeling about the game quickly before we move oh, on? Excited, excited. I think it's a great opportunity for us. Massive opportunity. Here in, I know you've just spoke about this, but hearing Steve Cooper today, it's just like, come on. I'm absolutely ready for that now. And I think he's he's done it again, hasn't he? He's said the right things at the right time and he's got the entire crowd behind him. And uh, it will just be a special day. You know it will. One more before we come on to our announcement, just quickly. I think the story in the Telegraph said that we're viewed as aiming to be a top 10 team. Just a quick straw poll around the room before we move on. Are we potentially a top 10 team? Just in a very brief answer, Emily. Yeah, potentially. When we play on a day, I think we are. And we saw that against Villa. We, and we saw it against Chelsea. We've, we've had performances that weren't that. I think in time, we are a top 10 team, 100%. Mikey? Uh, potentially, yes, at this moment in time, no, because we're not consistent enough. But if you look at what we have on paper and in comparison and the infrastructure that's there and the investment that's there, we are absolutely potentially a top 10 team. But the proof's in the pudding. We've got to do it. Greg? We're still not far off. So, yeah, of course we are. Only takes a small run in this league and then you're right up there again. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we could be. I think my reservation is, I think I said this in the WhatsApp group, I don't think we're a top 10 attack without Tyro Awanyi. And so we've got eight, seven more games until January to do something. Uh, unless Chris Wood really steps up, but I'm not sure he will. And then Callum hudson Doy can't stay fit, so he needs to do that. But generally, I think the rest of the team kind of kind of can be. Right, let's move on to our big announcement. I don't have a drum roll or anything, so I'll just go straight into it. This is the last Garibaldi Red with all of us. So Garibaldi Red will continue, but anyone on this screen now, Temps, Prutz, uh, Lewis, Gary, we're going to do something different from Monday, and we're not allowed, I can't say what, but you can see on our social media, so at Matt Davis underscore NP, check Twitter after this. Uh, what's yours, Greg? At Gergamich. It's been on the screen for about the past three years. This is the first day I haven't done it. Uh, G-E-R-G-M-I-T-C-H because some American uh, writer stole my name, so I couldn't use it. Uh, at Mikey Clark 22. Is it, what's yours, Emily? It's not... Uh... I, don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, mine's at... <laughs> Emily. 
Mine's at Emily May TV. At Emily May TV. Right, check out our Twitter after this, and at least one of us will have tweeted what's happening next. But yeah, Garibaldi Red with this crew uh, is no more. Garibaldi Red will continue. Uh, there's a new episode on Tuesday with uh, a different team doing it. So uh, good luck and good fortune to them. Uh, I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious that I'm leaving the company. I think I'm allowed to say that. I'm leaving Reach. So uh, that's why it's all changing. Uh, Greg, you're absolutely giddy about this. How are you feeling? I can't wait. I really can't. I think it, it's so exciting. What I, what I will say is, like, from the very first time you asked me to come on and I sat on the the end of my bed with a forest scarf <laughs> behind it when we were in the depths of the championship, I remember being so nervous and... I just think what you've managed to build, what you've managed to do with this channel, I know getting promoted obviously helped, but the way you've created, not just us lot being on, but the whole community and the comments and all the good things that have come from it, the live shows, I just think it's a it's a credit to you that you're able to hopefully do this next thing with, with all the support of not only us, but every single person who's watched, I'm certain they're going to, want to continue with with our and your journey so i'm just thankful you got me on board at the very start and can't wait to continue it yes get emotional man. well people in the comments are saying don't be cryptic fill the beans spill the beans but i'm not actually i can't spill the beans exactly yeah but go on social media uh and then uh, ask your mate who might be on social media so uh yeah exciting new times uh mikey you'll be there won't you uh, yes, of course, absolutely. Yeah, my um, my first time on this podcast was when we lost five one to Swansea in the cup, and I came on and had a rant for eight minutes. <laughs> I'm hopeful I've got a little bit more um, stream on since then. But no, absolutely, I'm I'm really excited with doing something a little bit different. So um, please reach out. I know a lot of people aren't on um, social media, but we'll find a way of getting the information to you. I'm sure. Yeah, a few people might be dropping the name in the comments, so that's fine. Emily, are you excited? Very excited. I'm obviously the newest signing to the podcast. I only joined last season and I, more than any of you, have been listening as a listener. And Matt, I'm not just saying this because it's your last podcast, but you hold this whole thing together and you're brilliant. And I think whatever you do next, we know what you're doing, but we're not allowed to talk about it, is going to be absolutely amazing. Jump on board because it's going to be full time Matt doing something really, really cool. And I'm very, very excited to be part of it. Good. Like I say, contractually applies. Uh, Garibaldi will continue. and I'm sure it'll be good. So do stick with it and lend it your support. There's lots of good forest podcasts out there. Right. Uh, any other business before we depart? In fact, Mikey, I know you've got something you want to say. Yeah, uh, only a little bit. Firstly, I can kill what Greg and Emily just said, Matt. You are the reason I do this and the reason a lot of people watch. So I'm sure it's going to be brilliant success. And um, the only other thing I wanted to um, to add was um, my wife, Lindsay, uh, works in a, a school in Hartlepool. And they did an activity the other week where they uh, where the, the class writes a letter to somebody or something and they wrote to a letter to uh, Nottingham Forest because obviously Lindsay's a, a big forester and uh, we had a reply today and uh, it wasn't just a normal thank you for the letter you know basic 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 it was actually very personable and it was from Steve Cooper and signed by oh, Steve so he wrote he read the letter 
written by Lindsay and all the kids and she was chuffed when she got in today from work and read it and she's been looking at the letter for the last, last two hours mm -hmm. and it's it's brilliant and it's a mark of the man which is why I'm buzzing because I think you know 99% fans love him and that is just what he's all about so let's get down there Saturday lend him the support get us over the line very good very true uh someone says Steve Allen your mate Craig says that I'm gonna cry in the it's not my mate <laughs> your nemesis yeah I love him to bits in all seriousness <laughs> anything from you Greg before we depart and you go and lose a, a quiz thank you to the Trent Nav again for uh, lending me uh, another hoodie just like they did on the live show I reckon this is as cold as it was that December uh, show we did <laughs> last year it's freezing so <laughs> yeah I better go back and see my uh, team how many more points we haven't got so uh, just thank you all again and keep following us all please especially matt he deserves it oh thank you i mean my daughter was supposed to do her christmas light switch on for brownies last night she said she didn't want to go tonight sorry i was so relieved it's so cold yeah we're not doing any more live shows where it's that cold but we'll be doing plenty more i'm sure uh, and the nav's a very good venue uh emily anything else from you no my focus is on forest on saturday Good, good. Uh, someone says, give love to Temps in the comments. We love Temps. Temps will be with us uh, still, of course, and he'll be back uh, whenever he's uh, ready. But hopefully, uh, yeah, sooner rather than later, but he's fully on board with everything. Right, uh, we shall leave it there before my uh, laptop relaunches itself. Classic timing there, but we managed to get through all the business. Um, have a good few days, everyone. Thanks for your support. Uh, actually, I haven't done the usual thing. Mikey, thank you very much. Thank you. See everyone on the other side next week. Emily, thank you very much. Pleasure. Greg, thank you. If I haven't got flu on Saturday, just make sure you get in the ground early and get your scarves up, make as much noise. It's going to be special. Uh, yes, it shall. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a good one, a good atmosphere. We hope we're talking about a win uh, somewhere else. Uh, see you in... Well, have a good few days, everyone. And we shall, of course, hopefully... See you soon.